0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. PDW reward prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul. To find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live.
1: Hey, good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today I have my awesome and amazing co-host, Jean Adrian. And we are going to talk about a few things. We're going to play around. Um, I think the big thing we want to talk about or we want to mention right now is that we have this incredible book called Realities of Creation. Uh, We wrote it. It came out in May. We still would love to have your participation on this and uh, help us get it to, you know, the one of the top sellers on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, we, you know, we created this book from a telesummit that we did that then went into, you know, us writing the book and we did three telesummits on it. All that information is still available and free at realitiesofcreation.com and the book included nine amazing women and their, their take on how to create and so we call it realities of creation and mine of course is on power of the heart and Jean's is on DNA and you know... I recommend it because it's a little book, but it is jam-packed with incredible information and a lot of love and a lot of ways that you can choose to move into creating your own reality. So welcome to the show, Jean. I always love having you on. Thank you, Lori, and I
2: always love being here.
1: (laughs) So we got like a whole load of stuff. I don't even, you know, I think astrology, we can look at that. Um, You talked about something called the Mars Max. I don't know a lot about that, but I don't doubt that there has been something going on. I think the big thing, I mean, the biggest thing that's been going on is that we just came out of, we just had three eclipses in a row. And the last one was just a few days ago. So I think the eclipses, you know, the intensity of that energy, Um, we only had one lunar eclipse, so that's better than having two lunar eclipses and one solar eclipse. The solar eclipse usually, oh, wait a minute. Let me, uh, let me go backwards because it was two lunar (laughs) eclipses. We had two lunar eclipses, which are more intense than the solar eclipse. So the solar eclipse, which falls on a new moon was in Virgo and the other two, Um, I guess it was Aquarius and Pisces. So Mm -hmm. full moons tend to have more emotional impact. So I think the combination of whatever this Mars max is, plus the combination of having two lunar eclipses, plus we also had the last hit of the Saturn square Neptune on September 10th. And that energy will still linger on into um, October Saturn and Neptune are very different planets. Saturn is more the, you know, likes to be, I don't want to say restrictive all the time. It's, but it, it, it when you think, <laughs> when I think of Virgo, I think of Saturn. It's, you know, it's very, um, it's, it's very corporate. It's very specific. It's very detailed oriented and, Neptune, of course, is the planet of your dreams and the spirituality, and so the two coming together really kind of um, are opposites, for sure. Um, They stimulate feelings of anxiety, worry, insecurity, disorientation, disappointment, discouragement, and confusion, and... So I think a lot of people have been going kind of through all of this and the fact that we have all of these lunar eclipses and, you know, just all of this energy. Plus, of course, we also still have Mercury in retrograde and Mercury will be out on the 22nd, but there's hallelujah, st- <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I think all of this together is really causing havoc on a lot of people's emotions because certainly the lunar eclipse is all about emotions And, you know, Neptune is about our dreams and our spirituality and more fantasy. So we got all of this sort of happening all at once. The one really lovely aspect, of course, is that Jupiter moved into the sign of Libra on September 9th. Now, Jupiter takes 12 years to go through each sign. So most of the signs or most of them around 12 to 13 months um we will be in libra for 13 months a little more a couple one one or two days more um in october of next year uh, libra will be all about relationships so right now relationships might be a little bit confusing but having jupiter In the relationship sign will mean that all types of relationships are going to be looked at. And of course, because it's Jupiter, it's the good luck planet. It's the expansion planet. So people that are wanting to get into relationships, I think this is probably going to be a great year for people because I think that energy is going to, you know, open up more doorways. So let's not look at some of the things that are going to be, you know, Challenging us, and let's think about you know relationships because I think that's the one place where we're really gonna kind of have some fun. So, but it will mean all relationships, and it may mean you know that some of them end so that it opens more doorways to you know the better. So, I think Jupiter will help us see you know, the good, bad, and ugly, but mostly it will focus on the good because it is the good luck planet. So anything that happens with regards to relationships between now and next October, I think it's the 10th or 11th, um, it's probably a really good sign. So that's something we get to look forward to. And I think once we kind of get out of this mess, once we get, you know, into October, I think things will definitely calm down. Of course, eclipses, you know, are kind of a Six-week to six-month kind of energy. But, you know, it happens all the time. We're nearing the end of the one cycle, and we're going to be moving into the Aquarius and Virgos... No... <laughs> Let me know what the opposite sign of Aquarius is. For some reason, I keep thinking it's Virgo because it's Leo. No, um, yeah, it's not Virgo. I, it's not Virgo, Virgo because it is, and I always say Virgo just because my most successful relationships have been in Virgo. Um, <laughs> so that's what I think Virgo, but no, it is Leo. So of course, Aquarius is all about you know, the cosmos and, you know, being ahead of the game and kind of, you know, seeing things from a more humanistic perspective. And Leo is all about self. So we can move more into the self-love. So that form, and it apparently is connected to the north and south nodes. So that's just a little bit of tidbit of where we're going to be going to. We just had the very first one. Um, but we still have I think one more set of eclipses before we finish up the Pisces Virgo, and then we move into the Aquarius leo um so we got this energy that's kind of you know still with us for a bit um but it will it will move out and we will you know get to enjoy some of the better energies it's just this was a big, big month astrologically, and I think October you know, October to December, I think we're going to have a little bit less. And I think it's going to kind of even out. And I don't I know for sure that I am loving the idea of the Jupiter in um, in Libra. I think that's going to be great. We do have another new moon. So I don't know, some people will say that this is a blue new moon month, (laughs) because it comes at the very end. So we've had to or depending on where you live if you, i think if you're in um GMT time it's it's um we'll we'll have two in october but anyway so we could just just a lot of stuff that's going on and you know it's it it is what it is and we'll deal but i think the worst of it is definitely over so i think we're kind of moving into a, a more gentle period that's my thought. I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) Yummy. Well, you know, it's interesting
2: because the day after Jupiter uh, moved direct in Libra, I met a new guy. So, you know, lovely. I know. And yeah, I was really um, kind of hanging back on uh, on Friday with this eclipse because it was in Pisces, which is my sun and my uh, rising. It wasn't directly connected to either of those thank goodness but you know um it was it was just a peaceful easy gentle good Friday, saturday sunday so you know i had a bit a little bit apprehensive but apparently you know that was um you know for naught I'm really glad to see Mercury moving along <laughs> because, I mean, even though it's been nothing, uh, nothing critical has happened on my front, I'm going to knock wood, which is the, my head, um, <laughs> if I say that. Um, but, it, you know, if you could see the, the state of my calendar, it looks like somebody threw up purple ink all over it because everything has shifted, changed, you know, rearranged, whatever. Right. Um, and uh, it's just been um, interesting testy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you know, nothing, nothing serious, just, you know, nothing that, you know, I stayed in a real nice space about it all going, okay, it's all right. It's all right. Everything happens in divine time. You know, whatever. And, (laughs) and it
1: has. Right. And we'll be moving out of I think, I think what may have happened very recently, is that we finally are out of the um mars um retrograde direct period so i think it's now Mm. moving um normally again Um, it started in in march of this year it went into sagittarius and then it went retrograde Um, but it retrograde in sagittarius we are still in sagittarius for a few more days and so we are definitely out of the um we are definitely out of the shadow period finally but it's taken a good 8 months between mm. you know Sagittarius then going back into Scorpio then going forward into Sagittarius past the direct period it went direct in June but it's taken all this time and Mars you know is a pretty quick planet it usually goes through each sign know almost pretty close to um the moon cycle sun cycle Um, but not always um it's, it's usually about six weeks but it's almost been eight months now in Sagittarius and Scorpio and it finally moves into Capricorn on September 27th so it's now back in its full you know every two days it moves so um It's, it's moving quite regularly again, but
2: yeah.
1: So I think that will finally get people moving again, which is all good. So yeah, it's just, I think we've just been kind of caught up in, you know, this kind of stickiness because eclipses are, you know, have always been known to kind of give a lot more energy to our moon cycles and it's just it just has felt a little odd and off and I know people have been you know feeling a lot of tension and lots of different things going on so yeah I think we're good I think you know we'll feel a lot better we also have Pluto finally coming direct again now again the outer planets don't affect us all that much but we kind of feel it like the outer planets will go retrograde every year so and they go retrograde for quite a long period of time usually like five to six to seven months. Uh, Pluto's probably the longest because it's the smallest um, and so it will finally go direct in 14 degrees of Capricorn on the 26th and so things will start transforming again so you'll start to feel good again. Now I do know that um, the September 1st um, eclipse the new moon eclipse in Virgo was really good for anybody who wanted to start like anything healthy, um, because Virgo is all about health. So hopefully, you made some changes. Now again, that energy is still technically around us for the next, well, few weeks, we did go into another eclipse. But that energy because it is an eclipse we will have more of an intensity so if you haven't started a new diet or exercise or you know taking care of your health going to the dentist whatever it is you know this might be a good time to you know start something i kind of started something back in when we had the aquarius full moon just because eh, i'm an aquarius so i thought yeah I'll start something then. So I kind of started a new diet and it seems to be going well. So me too. Yay. (laughs) So yeah, there you go. But the, the energy of the Virgo new moon will probably, you know, add some extra energy to that. So there's a few things that are good that are going on. And there are a few things that are a little bit challenging, but Hey, that's life. It is life. It is life. So, I know you wanted to talk about
2: Why did you finding, not... following my dreams.
1: That's it. Let's, let's chat yeah. about that.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been kind of a, an interesting little process that I've gone through. Um, You know, I've talked about how I'm really almost obsessed with human design and the Gene Keys process. And so uh, last month I went to Charleston, South Carolina, and I took a weekend intensive on the gene keys and something called the activation sequence, which has to do with your conscious sun, your conscious earth, your unconscious sun and your unconscious earth off of your chart. And so the, the facilitators of this class kept telling me that, you know, one of the shadows that I've had to deal with in my lifetime because it came in in my genetics, was giving up on my dreams. And I didn't resonate with that because I thought, you know, I live my dream life. I've got this beautiful cabin on top of a beautiful mountain. You know, I live in peace and bliss and pretty much everything I need. I got it and I've written all these books and, you know, I've got a good business. And what are they talking about? And, you know, and I couldn't get it. But I kept reading in the gene keys and all of a sudden there was one um, that one of my genetic keys has to do with the shadow aspect is inertia. And I'm thinking, well, that isn't me, especially if, not if I've had coffee, um, <laughs> you know. Um, so, But I kept reading it and meditating on it. And what I realized was that what they were talking about with inertia, if you're running this in the shadow, is not, is doing a lot of stuff, but not doing things that are moving you in the direction of your dreams. Mm. And I thought, hmm, well, I do waste an inordinate amount of time playing spider solitaire on the internet and, you know, messing around in Facebook. And obviously, no matter what my dream is, that's not moving me in the right direction. Um, And so then I started questioning so what dreams am I not moving in the direction of? And what I figured out, Laurie, was I didn't know what my dreams were. I didn't have any dreams. Hmm. How could I be moving in their direction? And when did I quit having dreams? You know? Hmm. And that was a huge eye-opener. And as I started looking back on, you know... When did I quit that? It was a long, long time ago. And the process of uh, internal examination that I went through led me to remembrance and realization of my dream. And my dream has always been to be accepted and to be appreciated. And, man, when I look back over the, the trail of carnage, of the relationships that I have been through that where I was not accepted and I was not appreciated. I'm like, Whoa, how did this happen? So that's really, um, what I've been working with sort of for the last two weeks, um, is to really get a handle on why would I do that? And how do I shift out of that? And, what I, what I actually came to the realization of is that now that I realize what my dream is, this to be appreciated and to be accepted, then I need to make sure that everything that I do has, you know, is actually moving me in that direction, you know, and and so just let's take the diet and, you know, diet, health and hygiene, the, the Virgo, um, lunar eclipse, um, or the Virgo solar eclipse, I guess, on the yeah. new man. Um, that, you know, I'm starting to examine before I put anything in my mouth. Hello, is this moving me in the direction of my dream, which is to be my perfect goal weight of 160 pounds? And if it is, then I'll eat it. And if it's not, I just put it back. Hmm. And there are a couple of things that I've actually just thrown in the trash because I knew that they would never be moving me in that direction. And um, then, you know, I'm, I'm just in the very baby stages of a new relationship. And so I am forcing myself to be very present and very conscious um, and cognizant of everything that I say and everything that I do and everything that I think because, You know, one of my dreams is to be in a healthy, happy love relationship where I'm accepted and appreciated. And what I've tended to do in the past has been to just give, 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 you know. And, you know, when I do that, then I end up not being appreciated. People start taking me for granted and, you know, and then want more, 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 more. And so then I give, give, give more because I want them to appreciate me, you know, and so you know I'm, I'm having now to make sure that i think before i say oh yeah you yeah, know here i'll do that let me let me pick up that tab let me drive you know um it's a whole new gene that's emerging
1: Yay. and i think yeah. you know the thing about relationships is is the compromise thing and you know compromise is great if both parties are compromising and then it has to do with the commitment level of both parties I mean I think well it's very well written and known that women focus on relationships and men focus on career and although you know we as women are very strong and independent women and we certainly focus on our career are still our main desire is still relationship and not just you know romantic relationship but all relationships relationships are what drive us where for men it is more the career and the work aspect and and at your age, you know, I guess men are getting to a point where they're either retiring or they're starting, you know, some sort of self-employment or whatever. I don't know. You know, I think that happens with all of us, especially in the right. more spiritual realm. But, you know, it, again, it's, you know, men's focus has never been about relationships. Sure, they want to be in one because they like it. (laughs) Um, But you know, the whole idea of compromise and the commitment. So there's so much to that, in having a healthy relationship that you want to make sure, you know, that compromise thing, the giving that aspect, one, we don't give with expectation, because we think, you know, if we give, then they'll like us more, and they'll stay around. And I, you know, we go through that whole Thing in our head because we all want people to like us no matter what um, and men like it's like their whole they think you know to be in a relationship means to be able to take care of the person so their whole focus is more on a physical thing of taking care of by being successful and so their focus is never on you know, how to be in relationship. It's how can I, you know, how can I keep the relationship going by focusing on my career? <laughs> it's funny, yeah. right? Like, well, they're...
2: you know, and then when I went back and looked in my gene keys, um, my, um, my challenge point in my genetics um, is the 40th gene key, which has to do with the shadow aspect of it is exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And, the repressive nature of exhaustion it says these are the people who lack firm boundaries in life. People with this nature, nature equally easily acquiesce to the, to manipulation by others, lacking the will to stand up for themselves. And it says these people will give of themselves tirelessly and usually to people or organizations who never really care about them, hmm. which is, you know, walking away from my dream. And, um, Yeah. And it 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 can actually um, affect it affects me physically, because what it does to my body is it creates exhaustion. Right? Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. I
1: think, yeah, there's a lot of us that have relationship stuff. But yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I, you know, I got the books and I still haven't looked through my gene code yet and the but I'm going to now that you've kind of brought it up because I know that there was something about the shadow and I'm going to look at that so that'll be interesting to see if I can compare with but you know I think we're all kind of the same we all have these unconscious beliefs that kind of are in the collective unconscious that sort Mm -hmm. of affect women and affect men and there our focuses are always different but at a certain age they kind of melt but it's the commitment thing men don't think men commit themselves to being successful or or when they're not successful you know then they get really caught up in you know their problems like they can't focus on anything but you know trying to get themselves out of that place and we've all done the whole you know financial thing we we know what that's like and there is nothing worse but for a man it's you know that's their whole identity. and then for women our identities around relationships. so it's it's an interesting uh, paradox mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like we're we're caught in a paradox of you know what we want and you know again, as women as anybody we all want to be loved and love we all want to be appreciated we all want to you know be seen and of course it always has to start with ourselves you know we have to we have to be able to be for ourselves what we're looking for outside of ourselves because it's always a reflection
2: yeah absolutely
1: yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I find, you know, the whole philosophy of, you know, where people get stuck and all of that very fascinating, like, very fascinating, because I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we give so much power away to everything outside of ourselves. And although a relationship is outside of ourself, it always is the relationship within ourselves that creates the relationship outside of ourselves and uh it's just it's interesting and and all the things that happen and how we you know get caught up and you know that that divine spark within us that incredible you know unlimited infinite essence of who we are that's never going to change and uh we we forget like we've We just keep forgetting because we get caught up in the everyday stuff and we keep forgetting that there's this perfect essence of an enlightened being that is within us. It's just this physical body, this physical world continues to confuse us, continues to put our focus outside of ourselves and that's where we get caught up and we forget and the only thing we need to do is to remember i mean it's the only goal and thing that we have is to remember this pure infinite essence that will never die that will never you know that doesn't have to change or be fixed um, or healed it's it's perfect we just we just keep focusing on all the things that we can do instead of how we want to be. And so when you right. focus on your dreams of being appreciated, um, I mean, it, and adored, appreci- you know, all of that is, is really do that from the inside. Be that. Be your, be your own cheerleader. Be your own lover, your beloved. Absolutely. And everything will come. All right, why don't we go for our first break? It's probably going to be our only break. Um, (laughs) You are listening to News for the Heart. If you want more information about Jean, go to our website, JeanAdrian.com, myself, Lori Houston, and at IntuitiveSoul.com. And we've been getting to the heart of what matters. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called News for the Heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts, over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll free number 1 855 444 soul. That's 1 855 444 7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons.
0: Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's News for the Heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart.
1: And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. And today I have my awesome and amazing co-host, Jean Adrian, with me. And uh, Jean's going to talk about some of the things she's doing, and I believe the completion of her book. But just before that, I thought we would chat on. Um, I was I've been doing Emmanuel Dagger's um, core attunements, and I find Emmanuel pretty incredible. And the one that kind of touched me the most i've been writing about it in my blog a couple times so i've got two blogs on it the one um, the last one was intimacy and into me see which was all about divine relationships if you want more information just check out my blog it's the latest one that i wrote Um, but i think my next blog is going to be on it was on abundance and you know he talked about service and you know the one area that we really need to focus on is our service. So it doesn't matter what you do. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter if you you know you're a healer or you are a janitor. I mean it doesn't matter what you do. It's how you are, how you how you're present and focused and whether it's helping the world. So the service, so what do you what you do or how you are can, you know, can change the service you're offering the world. And that service is just, think about it though. Think about what you are doing to assist the world. And again, it doesn't matter what the job is per se, but it's how you are in the job and whether you're assisting and helping other people. And that's really you know, that's a really huge thing. Like, what are you, what are you doing to change the world? And when you, when you come from it, from that perspective, other than, you know, what can my job do for me? Or what can my work do for me? But shifting it outside, as in what can I do for the world? How can I help people change or the world change or become better? that's when we move out of, um, out of the me concept, out of the ego concept, because the ego is all about me, 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 and what can this person do for me? And what can this person do for me? And what can this job do for me? And, you know, am I going to be making enough money? And so we're all focused, you know, very much inside ourselves, instead of, you know, how can my work change the world? How can I serve? And offer service to the world. So it doesn't matter what you do. I mean a janitor is actually a great one. Because we actually need to clean up. (laughs) So that's a great thing for the planet to clean up. But of course we can all do that. Um, And that's one of the big focuses that he had. The other thing that he talked about was tithing. And I thought that was interesting. Because in the beginning it was like. Oh I don't know that I tithe enough. Um. But really, tithing is not, well, it is talked about in the Bible. And, of course, that is where the definition sort of kind of stems from. And, of course, the religious institutes will tell you that tithing happens um, when you give to the church. And I'm not entirely convinced that that's the best place to put well, our tithing. Oh, no! <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, many years ago,
2: I heard a unity teacher by the name of Edwin Gaines. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she's pretty profound and very dynamic. And she said something that got my attention. God, this is 15, 20 years ago. Um, She said that, yes, it's a universal law that you should tithe. Yes. However, she said, you need to tithe to the things that feed your soul. Maybe it's your massage therapist. Right. Maybe it's um, the person who bags your groceries at the grocery store. And, you know, um, and that, you know, this thing about giving it to an institution, not so much. No. But it's, it's whatever feeds your soul.
1: Right. And he, you know, he talked about, you know, it being a certain percentage. Um, and it should go to, you know, the healers or the people that you... Um, that you want to give to and so but for us for us that is in the field his he had an interesting take and uh, I found it quite profound in fact I had to of course email him to make sure that that was what he was saying but he included time Mm -hmm. he included the time that we give um, freely to people so our shows my our blogs Um, the things that we give to the world. And, you know, he talks about, you know, doing volunteering and volunteering is a lovely way to one, give service to the world and to give tithing to the world. Because again, it's our, it is our time and time in. That's why I have those 15 minute complimentary sessions
2: that anybody can take advantage of on my website.
1: Right. And And I don't
2: limit them. Right. uh, You know, and I don't usually limit them to 15 minutes. Right. We just do what we need to do. But yeah, that's that's what that is. That's my tithe.
1: Right. And that as long as you are saying you are giving that as your service and to the world, then that's how the universe gives back. Like that is mm-hmm. how and why the universe gives back. So it's the, it's it's not specific in... I mean, for people that have, you know, full-time jobs and they have money and they're not really doing anything... For others, then they are the ones that should be tithing to, you know, their favorite healer or, you know, getting do that kind of tithing. And it should be a percentage of their income. But if you can give your time, I mean, you know, this it's monetary value has has been a very new concept in, you know, the world. Other prior to that, of course, it was our time or it was our bartering. You know, we that was. You know how we tithed so yeah it's it's just it's an interesting way of looking at how the universe and the universal laws work with us and how we shift our focus from me 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 to you know what can we how can we serve the world what is what is our service and offering that service without expectation of course the expectation thing is you know the big one and yeah, I have, you know, I think that's when we get caught up the most even when we think, you know, we're doing the right thing. If the person has a certain expectation and they're still not ready to let go of certain things, then it becomes, you know, then it's that battle between you know, what our expectations is, what their expectations are and whether their expectations get fulfilled like it becomes kind of messy. But as long as we're not focusing on our expectations, but on how we can give, I think it's it's a pretty beautiful way to look at both tithing and our work. Um, so that that's going to be my next blog. I'm not quite sure what that's going to be named or anything, but it will be my October blog. So look cool. for it. <laughs> All right. You have some things you want to talk about. So go. For yeah. That.
2: You know, I, I'm really passionate right now about. How we can really unlock the keys to our potential by accessing our DNA. It's this gene key stuff that I was talking about, but you know, many years ago I created that deck of cards called Reconnecting Soul that you can look at the glyphs and meditate with the glyphs and activate aspects of your DNA. I've taken it a step further, or actually, a quantum leap further, I think, and I'm just now completing a web based class. Um, based on these 142 activations, and so it's gonna—it's nine movies, um, and each of the movies has between um, 10 and 20 activations included in it, and um, it's really profound. And so, if you guys are interested in that level of, you know, unlocking your potential, it's on my website geneadrian.com forward slash classes. And it's the Reconnecting Soul 142 DNA Activations class.
1: Cool, cool. You also said that you were finishing a book. That
2: yeah, seems I made very it powerful. into a book, uh, and uh, I, I put the finishing touches on the book last week. And so I've just I've given it to the universe, and I've said, "All right, I don't know what's supposed to happen with this, but you know, here's spirit. You know, it's up to you. Um,
1: we'll figure it out."
2: Okay. There you are.
1: Now, your courses are going to be, you, you can get them online. You don't have to join yeah. the live ones. So.
2: No, it's totally all, it's, it's all online. It's all recorded video. Cool. So it's nine sessions that you do one at a time, slowly, mm-hmm. because, you know, they very, they're very, very powerful, and you don't need to put yourself into um, uh, overload. Cool. Cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I think we are good to go cool all right so you have been listening to news for the heart we've been getting to the heart of what matters if you would like to talk more about jean and find out what she's doing connect with our website jeanadrian.com myself Lori houston at intuitive soul.com. and we'll be back next month i know that we are doing a show with you on i'm gonna say october 3rd <laughs> i think that is it And our next show on News for the Heart should be the 17th. Or was that the show that there was some sort of problem? You were driving somewhere or something? Nope. Okay, perfect. All right, so those are the dates, and I hope you enjoyed it. We've been getting to the heart of what matters, and we'll be back next week.
0: Have a question for Lori, and want to be on the next News from the Heart Show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.